Yeah. 
Electronics from Sam Precop. You may know Sam Precop from his other more famous collaboration, which is a group called The Sea and The Cake. But for about 10 years now, uh, Sam has been working on the old school analog modular synthesizers. Now, if you don't know about synthesizers, and I don't know much, but I know a little bit. The old ones are the ones that are really hard to play. Like a, a new modern synth, you can take it out of the box and right away you just turn it on and you can start making noise. Really fun, cool noise. But the old ones with the uh, patch chords and just the complications of being able to play them, they're just big boxes of confusion until you figure out how to do it. And Sam has spent about 10 years figuring out how to do it, and he's doing a fine job. Uh, that was a track off of the original collection of electronics that he had, uh, which was called The Old Punch Card. The Old Punch Card. Now for you kids, 
that are under, say, 40 years old, a punch card is the way you used to make a computer do the things that you needed it to do. Now, how, how they knew where to put the punches on the punch card, I don't know, because I was not involved in computers back when they were using punch cards. I think I, I sort of joined the home computer revolution sometime in the 80s. I can't remember when. But old school, you had to take a punch card and you, you know, fed it into the machine and the machine made all kinds of alien noises and impressed everybody. And then it would eventually kick out the information, the same information that you could take out that little computer that you keep in your pocket all the time now that occasionally rings. Uh, you could take that out and get the info in, oh, I don't know, two seconds. But in the old days, you made a punch card, you put it in the machine, and, you know, minutes later, hours later, days later, it would tell you what the deal was. But that was seeing Precop off of uh, Old Punch Card. The song was called Lazy House. Before that, add N to X off the Avant Hard release. And a song called Barry's Sevens Contraption. Ed Index got popular, oh, I don't know, it was about 25, 28 years ago. They had a very original mix of sex and electronic music. Now, electronic music is not inherently sexy. It's not a lot of sway to electronic music. Now, most of the time, uh, electronic music has a tendency to be kind of martial in its pursuits because it, you know, it just doesn't have the human ability to swing. Now, I learned this the hard way because uh, the, the woman who I choose to call my wife, who uh, I've been in a relationship for many, many years, well, decades ago when we had our first date, she came over to my house. I was going to make her dinner and play some music, try to romance her a little bit. So I, I, I put on craft work while I made dinner. And uh, I came out about 20 minutes later, see how she was doing. You know, I was chatting to her from the kitchen because, you know, I lived in a tiny little apartment. It's not like I had to yell. And I said, how's it going? You comfortable? She was like, well, this music is not, I don't know, conducive to the mood. Now that was good news because that meant there was a mood being established. That's good. But Kraftwerk being the soundtrack, that was bad. Turns out that is not sexy music. I didn't know that. So that was just the first of literally hundreds of thousands of things that my wife has taught me. But anyway, add N to X. Uh, sex and electronics back when you could still get away with that before the whole MAGA re revolution. Now the MAGA revolution was just the end result of the fact that many people were offended by the fact that we were swinging, the pendulum was swinging toward uh, sexual freedom and freedom of identity 
and, and freedom to be who you were, uh, no matter who that might be. You know, there were people clutching to that pendulum and going, no, no, I, I don't want this. This is not biblical. Yeah, so anyway, the biblical people, they got the pendulum swinging the other way now. And they're feeling pretty powerful, but they're forgetting that pendulums swing like, like a good rhythm section. And eventually, that pendulum will hit its peak. And it'll come back. Or at least I believe so. I hope so. God help us, if you will. I hope it does. And we began in my room tonight with music from Model Home from Washington, D.C. Nappy, Napa, and Model Home. And a new song called Couch. Oh, it's great to spend time on the couch, isn't it? Wonderful. Yes, hey, hey, how you doing? My name is Mike. This is my show. It's called In My Room Radio. It's a couple of hours on the outer limits of the outer limits of musical expression. And I'm thrilled that you're here for it tonight, today, this morning, this afternoon, whenever you listen. So, cats and kittens, boys and girls, non-binary human beings, Thanks for coming back and joining me here because as of right now, you are in my room.
Someone wants to hear Ponderosa. Well, guess your mood will have to wait, Joe.
Jungle Dream by Patrick Cowley. I was talking before in the earlier break about back in the days when uh, sexual freedom was really becoming uh, like a... It wasn't even becoming an issue. It was just people were claiming uh, their sexual identity openly. That was like the 1970s. And it was really, it was a wild time. Wild time. I was working in record stores during that time. And dudes would come in with their hairy butt cheeks hanging out of their short shorts and little shirts that came like right to the, right to, to their sternums, you know, and they were cut off below that. It was just like hair and happiness everywhere. Just the happiest dudes I'm not, I'm certainly not suggesting that every gay man in the 70s loved disco, but the guys that came into my record store, they loved disco, and they loved Prince, and they loved a lot of really way out dance music, and the AIDS epidemic just ruined all that, just ruined it, just shoved everybody back into the closet. Now, of course... Uh, the gay people did not go willingly and continue to fight for their freedom to be who they are, a fight that continues to this day. And if anything, that fight is intensifying again uh, because of that pendulum swing that I was talking about. But Patrick uh, Cowley was a composer who worked with a very out individual named Sylvester And uh, I know that uh, Patrick Cowley was eventually taken by the disease. And if I I remember right, Sylvester was too. But that music, man, it was just so awesome, so life-affirming. And I heard a ton of it because there were always people coming in that wanted to hear the uh, disco hit of the day and people like Sylvester. So I got, got, you know... uh, bathed in that music and it was just as wild as the stuff I was listening to a lot of that disco music was just as crazy as punk rock and at least it was really honest in its intent the punkers all pretended they didn't want money and fame they were just punk rock you know but the the disco people were like no we want to get famous and fabulous and rich And it was a much more honest movement, at least, you know, to this cub reporter. Before Patrick Cowley, and we heard him from the Muscle Up release, a song called The Jungle Dream, we heard Dirty Beaches. Alex Zhang Hungtai is Dirty Beaches. We heard a song called Berlin. People like us before that. Now, people like us, I didn't know who that was. People like us is a woman named Vicki Bennett. And on that particular release, she is collaborating with Matmos and Wobbly. Matmos, Wobbly, People Like Us, collaboration. It's pretty hot. We heard a song called Dolly Pardon. The duo of Mouse on Mars before that. From Ayora, Tahiti, and Kampad. The OCs from Panther Rotate did Don't Blow the Experiment. And Per Ubu began us from dub housing in a song called Blow Daddy O. Hey, Daddy O, blow that thing. 
So hour number one of In My Room is coming going. But hour number two is just around the corner. So stick around. More In My Room coming up after this. Yeah, don't do that. 
I gotta admit, I have a real weakness for artists that go fully invested on field recordings. And uh, that woman, her name is Yana Winderen. She's like a capital A artist. You know, she's not messing around. I don't believe that a Yana Winderen is imagining any sort of a future where she's like big and famous and rich from the work that she does. She is pursuing art. Uh, it says on her website that Yana Winderen is an artist who currently lives and works in Norway. Her practice pays particular attention to audio environments and to creatures which are hard for humans to access, both physically and orally, deep underwater, inside ice, or in frequency ranges inaudible to the human ear. Her activities include site-specific and spatial audio installations and concerts, which have been exhibited and performed internationally in major institutions and public places. So what they're telling us is, hey, kids, pay attention. Smart people like this. Maybe you'll like it too, even if you're not smart. But uh, I just, I love a good creative field recording. Now, if you listen to the show often, you already know that because I play a lot of music by people that do this type of thing. But it just excites me. Maybe it's because I've heard so much music throughout my life that when somebody does something musical that is not melodic, that is beyond the convention of Western music, I get excited about it. And so now I'm going to get excited about Yana Winderen. There's a bunch out there for you to check out. Uh, before that, music of Niv Heck. Niv Heck is uh, Liz Harris from Grouper in collaboration with a visual artist who, uh, who died. And uh, she made a record as a uh, tribute, I guess, to that particular visual artist. And I believe there is a third party involved too, but my memory is not allowing me for that. But I was listening to this record this week because I'm dealing with my own feelings about mortality because my mom, you know, I occasionally talk about my mom and dad on the show. My mom and dad are very old, very old. And my mom is in that that decline, you know, that, that slide toward the other, toward either the blankness of nothing or the glory of what she imagines, or whatever, you know? They, uh, they say that death is the next frontier. But it's worth noting, I'm not much of a frontiersman. So I have a very hard time getting excited about it. You know, people say these things about, oh, it's okay, you know, you're just moving on. And, well, moving on to what? Like, if you were to tell me, hey, Mike, we're going to move to Mars. I would be like, I don't know that I want to move to Mars. And also, Mars is a logical extension of Earth. It is a rock floating in space. But if there is a next, and if the next is entirely and utterly alien, like, let's say, 
that we fall into that thing where we're not even like living an actual life. We're actually in a program in a computer and the program says that each of us has consciousness and an ego and memories and you know as the program gets old then we start to fade as my mom is fading now anyway there's a lot of mystery in there and as insane as this life can be uh, and currently it is quite insane i understand it i get this life this life makes sense to me I wake up in the morning i have a little breakfast i go out i do my job i come home Maybe I do a radio show. All these things make sense. I got dogs. I got a couple of cats. Anyway, it's weird. It's weird uh, dealing with the mortality of our parents is a reminder, oh, by the way, you're going to die too. Someday. Maybe not this day. Maybe not during this radio show, even though, as I've pointed out before, that would be kind of exciting. But I think we're going to make it through the show. I don't know if I'm going to make it through the day or through tomorrow. But I'm not ready for whatever is next. My mom, because she has such uh, irrefutable faith, she's ready. She's been, every time I talk to her, she's like, I don't know what I'm here for. I don't want to do this anymore. And yet, that that old body, that old machine, just keeps kicking. It's not ready. Maybe the driver is ready, but the, the old machine, uh, the pistons are still turning. Yeah, even though it does not always know where it's going. That part is true. So let's carry on with In My Room Radio. Enough of this philosophical nonsense. Back to the music. This is something from Pedestrian Deposit off the Dyer's Hands. And a song called Isolation Measurement. Thank you. 
one day, one day, if I have many days left, uh, that I might be as free as Pharaoh Saunders. Uh, Pharaoh Saunders and his spiritual jazz. Now, I doubt that Pharaoh called his music spiritual jazz. I don't know what Egghead came up with that, but it feels right to me. Like when I when I hear his music, and there were a whole bunch of recording artists in the uh, 1960s who were making music that were like these these uh, efforts to reach out to this power beyond our understanding, uh, music that tried to to help the listener reach these ecstatic states. I sort of feel that when I listen to that music. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm ready to open my arms to the kingdom of God. But I do feel that otherworldly sort of pull. It seems like only certain people can really do that. But I dig it. Pharaoh Saunders, he's one of them. Weird, a uh, song off the Tawhid release called Japan. Before that, a uh, person who I said a couple of weeks ago, because I did not know how to say her name, and I may still not know how to say her name, but it's spelled K-A, that is the first word, B-A-I-R-D. And I said, I think it's Kabird. But then I thought about it afterwards. It's probably K. K-A. Her name is probably Kay Baird. I still don't know. I haven't found anything to prove I'm either right or wrong. But it, it seems to make more sense to say K instead of Ka. Because Ka sounds like something a bird says when it's trying to get your attention. So I'm thinking it's K. We're at a uh, track called Walking off the Respires release. And uh, back in the previous break, and for a moment afterwards, I was talking over music by Pedestrian Deposit. I haven't found out anything about them yet, but I will between now and when I play them again. Off the Dyer's Hands release. And a song called What Can't Be Taken. What might that be? And I forgot to mention it, but back at the beginning of hour number two, I played uh, music by the duo of Dome, Edvard Graham Lewis, and uh, his partner in Dome. Man, I was talking about that slide into the other. I think memory is the first thing to go. Uh, Graham Lewis and Graham Lewis and and Gilbert. Oh, jeez. Drawing a blank. Anyway, Dome. Check out Dome. Dome was wonderful. Was wonderful. They don't exist anymore. But uh, I guess they still exist in a different way. In a different way. <laughs> yeah, they're just in the other room. Thanks for uh, being here for another edition of In My Room Radio. Uh, if you'd like to listen to it again, 
And come on, man, why wouldn't you? Go to inmyroom.podbean.com. If you would like to drop me an email, it is inmyroomradio at gmail.com. So, I love you guys. And I'm going to leave you in the capable hands of Tetsu Inui. A song called Background Story. So, I love you guys. But until we meet again, I say to you, bye, bye.